You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Ross on Y. To find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. First Corinthians chapter 8, it says we were talking about something apparently out of context. They were talking about if you should eat food dedicated to idols or not. So something that doesn't necessarily fit everywhere. But suddenly, the writer of the, of the book of Corinthians, he says, be careful because knowledge produces pride. But loves build up. Those who think they know something, they don't know yet, as they should know. But those who love God, and I love it because it doesn't say you will know God. But it says that those who love God will be what? Known by God. I love the fact that what, what we are trying to do and we are trying to build over here is not something that is passing on information. That's why I don't do, I, it works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I don't do church. I don't work with other church leaders. So you may see Andrew as a church leader. I don't work with church leaders. I don't do church with church leaders. I work with friends. I, I don't have any meetings with church leaders. I don't organize a life group to form new leaders. My life group, and I have over here some people from my life group, who I have... Uh, we have Nick and Mark over there at the end. We have Martin Lynette over here. Maria and Emma, they are away because of the funeral. But people in my life group, I'm not, in, my intention is not for them to become church leaders. My intention is for them to become my friends. Because I work with friends. Because with friends, I share my life. And that's my intention, because that's what Jesus did. I don't want to know which books necessarily you're reading, but I want to know if you make a good pasta. I want to, make, I want to know if you make some good food. I want to sit at your table together with you, and I want to eat with you. Because that's how the Spirit does. We are, to, we are learning about the Spirit, and something that I felt really strongly about today, something really simple, is how the Spirit gives life. As we see... What is the first characteristic that the Bible gives about the Spirit? First thing that were described about the Holy Spirit is what? From my life group, you cannot answer. So what is the first information we have about the Holy Spirit? The first description we have about the Holy Spirit in the Bible? Genesis. And what does it say in Genesis? Yes, and there is... And something extra, because it says that it was moving on top of the water. So God created heaven and earth, and then it says that then the Spirit of God was moving on top of the water. The first information we have about the Holy Spirit, a lot of people describe Jesus as no one else gave so much descriptions about the Holy Spirit. But the first thing we, we, we became aware about the Spirit of God is the fact that He moves. He's a God of movement. 
He's a God that doesn't like things quiet. He's a God that doesn't, you know, it's like a teenager that he just can't control himself. He's, he's like, I can't imagine the father and the son because it was, they were one over there standing, watching they have created earth and heaven. And the spirit over there, come on, let's do something. Come on, let's do something. Because the Bible says the spirit was moving on top of the water. So he is ignited to come and move and to share her life. That's the spirit of God. And so many times we are wasting this because we, we want to put him. And with the spirit, my friend, I'm going to tell you something. I was on a sort of discussion with, politely, with a friend about the spirit. Because he was saying, no, but the spirit doesn't scare anyone. I said, read my Bible. Because my Bible, the spirit scares as well sometimes. They were terrified when the spirit was moving. Uh, oh, but the spirit doesn't do that. I don't know what I know about the spirit of God. But I know something. Anything I know by the spirit is not yet how I should know. There's something else that I should know. But above all the things I know from the spirit, I know that love builds up. But the spirit of God has a mind. And we're talking, I had a coffee with uh, Gavin the, uh, this week, and we're talking about the... The worship itself and how we need to point more to Jesus and how we need to be creating. Because the Spirit of God has one desire. There's a place that the Spirit of God likes to be, likes to move. And which place is this one? We have spoken a little about this. Which is the environment the Holy Spirit likes to be in? We need to understand that. We need to understand that there is, there is the mind of God thinks something. The mind of the Spirit likes to be in a place. And which place does he like to be? We will find out when you see in John chapter uh, 14, 15, 16, when he's talking about those things. The Spirit of God doesn't talk about himself. So who does the Spirit of God talk about? He talks about Jesus. He talks about the Father. So the Spirit of God reveals Jesus with the intention to reveal the Father. If we want to see God moving over here, we don't need to push it too hard. We need to emphasize Jesus Christ. Because every time when you're doing this, when we are calling out and we're declaring the name of Jesus Christ, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. We learned that this is the place where the Spirit likes to attend. Because He likes it. Oh, they are exalting the one I like to talk about. They are exalting the one I like to reveal. I want to be there. I move. I'm cool. That's the mind of the Spirit. But there's something extra about that. And I want to read with us today Romans chapter 8. Because I don't want to take too long. I know it's difficult with me. Because I always take too long. But I, thinking about that. I was led as I was thinking about this preaching. To think about my, my story. The story of my life. Because the Spirit gives life. And I felt that this morning, God, what I felt God was saying to us is, can you look to your arms for a minute? Can you look to your shoulders? Look to your hands? You can, yeah, do a little. Anyone has any scars? I have a scar over here. One day I was a teenager running at home. I slid and I fell on the table of glass. And to protect my head, I put my hand. And then 
it was a huge cut, was bleeding everywhere. And my mom, she used to work in front of my, of our, where we used to live. I just put a hand and I ran to her work. I got there in the school, she was in a meeting. I said, oh, can I have, please talk to uh, my mom? And I knew me, I said, oh, sorry, she's not meeting. I just said, I think the meeting will have to stop. And I, Shh. I said, ah! Uh, and I remember, uh, I got to the hospital, and the woman was, I had, I had to think, I think, 15 stitches. And the woman, she, she started saying, oh, you're really lucky. I said, who is it? Who is it? Why am I? Because the way you, f you fell and you put your arm to protect, if you, you, you touch the glass like this, if you have touched like this, if you didn't lose your hand, uh, you would have died because of the, the amount of blood. There would be no time to stop the blood, uh, and you could not make it. And I was thinking that I have this huge scar. Uh, it's like a shape of S, and I always say, oh, I'm going to do a tattoo. No, I'm going to write over here, saved, but I'm not man enough for tattoos. Uh, I don't like this pain, so I'm not going to do tattoos. Uh, Although it's not a sin, okay? But uh, I'm not gonna do. But we all have scars. And I feel that God is telling us this morning that things that came to kill you, they will give you authority because they could not kill you. I believe that all of us over here, we are carrying scars. There will be a testimony of God's power and how He gives life you have i don't know maybe you have scars i don't know maybe you you were not for example I, I i'm sure some mark for example you see those those guys over there in the back really quiet but as kids they were not look at some you think that some was quiet when as a kid he used to run everywhere you come on mark he used to run i'm sure so probably there's a, a, a scar here a scar i don't know don't need to tell us okay but just we carry scars. We carry things that they, they once they came to you to harm us. They came, we carry things that came to you. But what I believe is that in Christ, those things, they will become our testimony of life. Uh, and I am, I am someone who carries a lot of scars. And I remember I grew up in a Christian family. And as you know, that doesn't mean anything. Because you can be, it means a lot means a lot, uh, but it's not a guarantee uh, uh, that you won't, that you will be safe. And I remember when we struggled a lot in my family, a lot. And I remember I, when I was 12 years old, 12 years old, I wrote a suicide letter because I was ready to kill myself. 12 years old, uh, with the, much, the amount of pressure and pain that we were going through. Things I discovered in my family that no one knew, and I wanted to re pay revenge to my family with the things we were going through. That, and I, th I just felt that this morning, this church needs to be reminded that things that came to kill us, they were transformed to authority over things, because the spirit of of God is spirit that gives life. So you have, I probably if I ask, if I give the, the microphone, you would struggle to start speaking. But if we take a little bit longer, you will find something to give a testimony of how something that came to kill you, that came to destroy you, that when you were living, it was devastating. 
but how God turned that thing into a scar. And God doesn't have a problem with scars. We live in a world that has no faith. Like the disciples, like Thomas. What did, did Jesus show to Thomas when he had no faith? His scars. And I love because sometimes, because Jesus says to Peter, to, to Thomas, and Thomas, it's much better. Blessed are those who believe without sin. And sometimes we think that Jesus said that like really harsh. But knowing that the heart of Jesus Christ, if he, there was no need, he wouldn't show the scars. But he comes to, to Thomas and said, Thomas, it's good that you believe without knowing. But if you need to see to believe, I have no problem to show you. And do you know what will bring revival? I've been, I've been feeling a lot of that. Do you know what we, we, how the church will be used to bring revival to this earth? By us stepping aside and showing that the things that came to kill us, they actually were transformed into life. People are desperate to see the scars in your hands. Because they don't have faith. We're expecting people to believe without faith. How they will believe if no one will preach? How will they will believe if no one is showing? So do you know the things that came to you? Do you know your anxiety? Do you know that you're, you're the lose of someone you love? Do you know the challenge you're facing? Those things that came to destroy you, that came to, you, to bring you down. They were not capable because God said no. But they gave to give you life. And now those are the things. The challenge with the building. Wow! Big one! You think it's small? No, it's a big one. I'm sure Andrew and Carries, when they go home and we are by themselves over there, which is usually difficult because they have a lot of people around always. We, sorry, we're going to be cooler. Next time we're going to bring food, okay? But there's always around people. But when they are by themselves, I'm sure that their heart feels small with the building. It's something that shakes our heart. Things that come to trouble us, but they can't. Because look what is the mind of the Spirit. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read some verses of here together, okay? Romans chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because though Jesus, through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit, some verses say Spirit who gives life. Some other verses say Spirit of life. And I love this, Spirit of life. Because that's what He does. He gives life. He is life. Wherever he is around, he will produce life. Sorry, technology. Don't disturb me, please, technology. The spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the desire, the Spirit desires. The mind led by the, the flesh, the, so I mean the, the flesh's mind, the mind of the flesh, is death. 
But the mind of the Spirit, the way the Spirit thinks, the way the Spirit works, produces life and peace. Verse 10. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life. Why? Because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of whom of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to, the, your, to your immortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Verse 14. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. And I think this is one of my favorite verses because pay attention. The spirit himself, the spirit of God, testified to your spirit, to my spirit, that we are God's children. The Spirit of God produces this knowledge. Sometimes we are working so hard and there's, there's so many things going on and we want to produce some knowledge in you, but I have no intention to produce knowledge in you. I want, what I, my intention is to share life. Because do you know what will make you understand that despite your struggling, despite of all the things that you're going through, despite the challenges, is the Spirit of God who, who will impart, they will share life. And suddenly you're going to say, wow, I am a child of God. I remember as someone who grew up in the church, I used to struggle a lot to find myself worthy to be called uh, a child of God. And anyone who tries by natural ways to become a child of God will make huge mistakes. Every effort to be holy by your own flesh will lead you to a disaster. You can't become holy. You can't become a child of God. You can't produce life. You can't. There's no talent in you that can produce life. I remember I gave this testimony already. Uh, one day when Paula was pregnant of Elena and she was over there and she, she had four days of bleeding on the uh, beast of the east, and we could not leave the, the house for four days. Uh, the midwife on the phone with us said, if you lost, you lost. There's nothing you can do. And I wanted like to, I say, I understand. I felt a desire that that moment to punch her. Oh, man, don't punch woman. Thank God I was not close because when she said to me that, there was nothing I can do because my child was lost. Was lost. I felt so angry that I, praise God, I don't know if I would be able to control myself and not, Argh! how do you say something like that? Thank God, I'm really, I'm a peaceful person, okay? <laughs> but don't ask my wife, I am. <laughs> but I, and I remember Paula one day, she was crying in the, to in the shower and she called me and said, I'm still bleeding, three days. And I, and I said, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I closed the door. And I, 
fell on my knees crying. And I remember I went for a walk in the snow. And I remember God saying, you don't give life. I give life. My spirit who produces life. And I remember on this process of becoming. One day I was over there trying, trying, trying. My friend, you're going to make sins if you are locked in a room with nothing else. There's no internet. If there's no TV. If there's no mobile. You're going to make sins because it's over there in you. So it's not by stopping to make something that will become a child of God. How this life will be in your life. It's by understanding the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. It's the spirit that will produce this knowledge in you. That he will share his life with you. And I remember one day I had to make a decision in my story. I need to stop trying to become a child of God. My effort now is to, be, is to start revealing the child that I am. So instead of, of making all the efforts to start make, stop making sins, to stop making this, stop making that, what I will do now is put all my effort to reveal the son I was made in Christ. Because the Spirit of God is this Spirit that produces life. It works in us. The mind of the Spirit produces life. And produces peace. And we need to be aware of that. Because I, I feel, I fully believe that we are facing a lot of things this morning. That God wants to remind that is His Spirit moving? Then there will be life. You're visiting this morning. But I believe there's a portion of life that God wants to pour out like never before. I believe you're going to be a, a prophetic woman. That you're going to move with prophetic. That God will start giving you words that you're going to say, I don't know what I do with that. You're going to start seeing people and you're going to start that I know something about the person. So God is sharing with, with you a portion of life that he wants to do it. I believe you came for a reason to this area today, but there is some extra portion of life. I feel that you're going to start shaking with like the presence will be so real, so evident. I believe, my friend, God will put you in a place of authority. Where you're going to be talking to people. And you're going to be finding yourself in situations where you're not going to know what to say. And you're going to think, but I am too humble and too small for that. But your mouth, every time you open your mouth, it will flow life because of the spirit that is in you. Don't be afraid to talk. God is here. God will produce life. God wants to produce life. I want to bless everyone that came from the, from the hotel today. Because you know what I believe? There's no coincidence. You didn't come over here just because you were hosted in the hotel for a reason. But God brought you here. Because he wants to share life. And I believe that God is saying something. Especially about relatives that are lives in other places. I believe God is saying that. There are people living in other cities. From your family. Going through difficult things. And they will receive a 
portion of life. Because you're going to be praying for them. You're not just here by coincidence. God intended in the eternity for you to be here this Sunday. Because he wants to share life. Whatever he does. Whatever he does. And although we are facing challenges. If you see, just to finish the Second Corinthians. When it says about we have this treasure. How, where do we have this treasure? In pots of clay. Why? So the glory can be from what is inside, on the outside. Because even though. Just for me to finish. Pay attention on this. We have this treasure in jars of clay to show. That this all surprising power is from God and not from us. We are hard pressed on every side. You are being hard pressed my friend. But look what God says about you. You're going to be hard pressed. But has no permission to be crushed. The Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning. Receive this. You're going to be hard pressed. Yes. Are you going to be crushed? No. Are you going to feel perplexed? Yes. Are you going to be in despair? No. Are you going to be persecuted? Yes. Are you going to be abandoned? Uh, abandoned. Thank you very much. Your pronunciation is better than mine. No. And the most beautiful one. Are you going to be struck down? Struck down? No. You will. Are you going to be destroyed? Never. There's not a single word. No permission. There's no permission from God. Help, even if all the demons come towards you with the intention to destroy you, they have no permission to destroy you. Why? Because in you lives the Spirit of God. And this Spirit of God, what is His mind? His mind is the mind of life. Whatever He does, He does what? He produces life. So can the, can the enemy can try to steal this building? He can try. Can the enemy try to steal your family? He can try. But will he destroy your family? No. Why not? Because in you, in your family, lives the Spirit of God, which is a Spirit of life. Your marriage. We have some friends that are getting married this year. They thought Manchester was better than Ross. We're still going to talk about that anyway. In your marriage, you're going to find days when you're going to think, it's finished. You're going to wake up one day having more headache than love. It happens. I hope not just at home. But some days you're going to wake up feeling more headache than love for your wife or your husband. In those days, the enemy won't destroy your marriage. Because the spirit that lives in you is the spirit that produces life. And he's working in you. I want to ask you to stand up because I just want to finish praying. He gives life. Are you feeling downcast? Are you feeling low? Are you feeling that you need a new portion? You will find it because when he's moving, he produces life. The mind of the spirit. The mind of the Spirit is the Spirit that produces life. My friend, I don't know how and when He will sort out your anxiety. 
I know that you're going to walk really fast, even though you're feeling anxious. Because what you feel can make you feel persecuted, making you feel... But no, you won't be destroyed. There's no permission from God. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In you is working the Spirit of God who thinks life. Everything he does. You put your hand on over here like it's possible. Just say over me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. And you, Holy Spirit, produces life all the time. Even if on my hard days, you will produce life. I have scars of things that came to kill me. But they didn't. Father, I just want to play. Don't need to repeat anymore. Father, I just want to pray for my brothers and sisters this morning. We are all facing battles. All facing battles. Some of them will be sorted miraculously. Some of them will be sorted through process. Some of them won't be sorted until we die. But in all those situations, you will produce life. You will produce life. You will produce life. Even if you don't believe, you will produce life. You will produce life. So right now, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters, whatever they are facing. I believe that you want to produce life in their life. They will be able to speak about you. They will be able to talk about you. They have authority. You want to speak. Their life is a testimony. They are alive right now for a reason, for a purpose. This is the time they were born. They were meant to be born, to be alive right now. This is the church, the season that we were born to be living. Nothing, our past, our history cannot destroy us. Because they came, because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit who produces life. In your name. Amen.